0: You're about to listen to a Women in Tech Remix episode, where we present to you a curated selection
1: of impactful clips from previous episodes that you may have missed. And be sure to follow the links
0: in the show notes to listen to the full episodes. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I.
2: Hi, this is Redbird, AKA Lisa Cardinal, community, marketing, and product at Record Shop. Record Shop is a digital collectible platform for music. I'm based in London, Canada. One thing I realized when I was working at Good Life, and um, go- because it's a fitness company, they're very goal-oriented. Every conversation you have with your manager, it's like, okay, well, what are your next goals? At one point, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I think I'm kind of done having these goal conversations. And I've told my current manager at Record Shop too, Like, I, I find it very difficult to set goals because often the goals are like, what's your goal for the next year? like i don't know what's going to happen in a year like my my life has just been every year is so completely different i've the amount that i grow every year things that change and like i don't know my role has never been the same for over a year so <laughs> i find it easier for me to set like very micro um things that i want to achieve i don't want to call it a goal but like very very cuz a goal seems much bigger to me but like much smaller things like okay i need to get this yeah. Like the steps to whatever. And that can be simple enough. So I'm working with um, one of our local theater companies right now uh, and I'm trying to work on a, an accessibility program. And we're creating a visual guide to help uh, people with disabilities basically know what to expect when they walk into the theater because they can review this guide in advance. So the f- like first little thing is like, we got to just understand what this is like taking it literally one step at a time. Like let's go look at some examples. Let's go. Let's just take some time to learn what it is that we should be working to accomplish. Then we are going to like do up a little template, make sure we're happy with that. Like I've got and and I say we, but and i do that a lot. Uh, i say we but i really I do mean me. the same me thing. i'm the same way. i'm
0: like, <laughs> it's always we even if it's just me.
2: <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> so yeah, i've got i have this little template ready to go and like ready to roll as soon as i get the like yeah, we're moving forward with this and those little things. now i've got this great story of this cool thing i'm working on when to me it's just been a le- a great learning experience um And I think something else very prevalent throughout my career and throughout why I think I have had a lot of success is um, I call myself an uh, extroverted introvert where I really like I struggle with um, small talk and like meeting people. And like one thing I've always struggled with and it was really tough throughout school was I don't like to share my opinion when it's not when it's unformed because I don't know, I need to learn about things first and like really dive in. And um, I really want to, like I, I want to sit back and hear other people's opinions and hear their experiences and have a more holistic understanding of what other people go through before I share my opinion. Um, and, and I just like, to me, that's a much more formed and thoughtful approach. And that I think... Even though that was really frowned upon in school, um I think that's really helped me throughout my career because it gives me that time to reflect. Often, my opinions are therefore based on I have like more data that it's based on because I'm actually listening to what other people are saying rather than just saying, "Oh, well, I think this web page, when you click this button, it'll do this." It's like, well, actually, when we ask our users what makes like what how they want to use this tool, they want to be able to see this and this and this. Now it's I don't, it's not, it's not even opinion at that point. It's just like the facts. <laughs> um, so that is something that, if and, and I honestly think the whole our whole world would do a lot better if we just took a little bit of time to listen to other people's experiences and base some of our like the things that we want to do and and how we build things based on those lived experiences rather than just what we believe to be right because that's been only my experience. Hey, my name
1: is Sireth. I work at Workplace from Facebook. I'm an enterprise growth lead. We are an internal communications tool. I'm based in Newport Beach, California. I would say like impress, impress, impress for the first three months. I learned this later in like a different role, but in the beginning, like your first three months at a job actually forms people's opinion of you for a very long time after that. So, I would say that like your first three months, like get there half an hour early, get breakfast with people, coffee with people. And I think part of the onboarding, which I guess we don't have right now, but part of the onboarding process I think is really special is like a lot of the big tech companies give you time to onboard because they want you to network and they understand that that's the real power of your role. So, like getting coffee with people joining different groups, you know, like different like meditation groups in the morning or like different interest groups. Like, oh, we're all going to watch this specific movie because we're really interested in like old art and history and cinema. Like finding these really specific like interest niche groups will get you to connect with people that aren't exactly on your team. And that is how you move around in a company. After three months, you don't want to bring yourself out. Like you can ease back a little bit and you will still have that impression because you were like that for Mm. your first three months.
0: Seriously, you just gave me the bet. Am I still pronouncing your name right? Yeah. You're you're paranoid about it. You you gave me the best idea. Not that it would apply to me now, but if I would have loved, if someone told me way earlier in my career, write out how you'd like to show up in the workplace, like almost like journal form, diary form, a dreamscape, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then what tweaks can you make in your life to show up that way into what you said for the first three months? When I've worked the different jobs that I've worked, the times that I haven't been a founder, company culture is tough. Mm -hmm. Employees and coworkers, there's a huge difference between the art of relationships with coworkers in like a corporate environment versus being the founder of a company and being that kind of team. And I didn't have any playbook and just calling myself out i definitely did not do a great job <laughs> like and i had the best intent but yeah i didn't do the things that you're saying and i get, i'm like whoa wait if i understood that i would have even it's about building camaraderie more than exerting your skill set would you say that's accurate yeah i think so i think that the misconception is that like your work will
1: speak for itself and i think you speak for yourself and the work backs you up mm. That's a distinction.
3: Hey, this is Amy Pollack, head of content at MakerPad, the number one no code educational community and learning platform based out of Phoenix, Arizona. I learned a lot. I, we just did a community program at MakerPad where we talked to some of the top community managers in the tech industry. And so, like, Cortland Allen of Indie Hackers talks a lot about when you join a community, you need to care about the problems that they have. And you need to want to show up every day and answer those questions and solve those problems for them. And for me, I love connecting people with information. And I'm passionate about technology. So when I see someone having an issue, that's really just a tech like, constraint or a lack of knowledge and what technology can do for them. And that's the only thing holding them back from pursuing their dream. Like, I like drop everything and want to try and solve that or figure out the best solution or the next, you know, version 1.0 of that. And I think that's like the key to being a community, what's the word? Champion, leader, cheerleader, a community cheerleader is that you, you want to be passionate about like what people are struggling with and see them succeed. And so this is something that like, I see all the time. It's just a lot of people are overwhelmed with the techscape and what you can do with it. And especially, you know, the digital world, a lot of people don't keep up with like what you can do and what's coming out. And so if I can help someone launch that business or create extra income just by showing them these two tools or these three tools, that's like a win in my book. And so that's a motivator for me. And it just happens to be beneficial to the person in
0: our community. And MakerPad is just really an important resource to know about. How do we get involved in MakerPad? How do we have MakerPad be our ally? Yeah, so
3: basically we're always listening to what's going on in the no-code community. But we now are starting challenges on a like monthly basis, and that's been awesome. We collaborate with tools like Bubble or Adalo or Super, Notion, you name it. Like, Will you we'll partner with like the top no-code tools in the space? And it's a great way to stretch yourself to learn how to build something. But also, it's a great community-building exercise because you have everyone working towards like a common goal. So that's one way you can get involved. We have workshops almost twice a week. And sometimes they're for members only. But for the most part, they're open to the public. So that's a great opportunity. And then you can always sign up for free in the MakerPad community and and poke around. And if you decide it's for you, you can sign up for a membership.
0: And I usually ask this question definitely toward the end, but I'm gonna ask it now since you brought it up. You brought up three great tools. I usually ask what's your favorite website, hardware, app, and you just brought up three. (laughs) So in addition to those three, I'd love for you to break down what those three are because I don't wanna make assumptions that we all know. I mean, I love my notion, but I don't wanna make assumptions everybody else knows. Additionally, what is your favorite one? So kick it off with what's your favorite tool, app, website you can't live without? Obviously, other than MakerPad.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's that's a tough one. I personally have like my own web presence on Squarespace. And that's how I kind of got started in the technology sphere of like Freelancing with uh, no code tools with Squarespace, so I feel like I have to call them out. <laughs> and Squarespace is a website builder. Just in yeah. case. okay. Sorry, I'll I'll start from the beginning. Okay, no, so no, it's Squarespace, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> is a website builder. I Love them. Webflow is awesome. It's uh, you can do so much. Uh, there's a lot of people doing some really cool prototypes of like video games and stuff in Webflow. And it's just kind of like the sky's the limit with that platform. But then you can get as simple as starting a website on Notion. So we just did a deep dive on how you can set up a membership-based community using Notion, which is really just a doc app really. You wouldn't think of it as being like the home page of your website. But if you overlay that with this tool called Super, um, it kind of creates like a website front, like windowscape to your Notion doc. And then you can integrate with things like Circle, which is a community platform and member space, which is a way to gate your content and charge people for access to content. So you can spend like a few hundred dollars a year and have a website and a community and